Hello, my name is Leanne McGregor, and I'm happy to welcome you to Kindred Church Weekly Lenten Podcast. This year for Lent, Kindred Church is reading Good Enough, 40-ish devotionals for a life of imperfection by Kate Bowler and Jessica Ritchie. This podcast is basically Minoka Yance and myself having a conversation about the previous week's readings. And since we're only two people with limited time, we sincerely hope those of you who are reading the book and listening to this podcast will take the time to share your thoughts as well. All you have to do is email info at kindrednc.church using the subject line, good enough, and we'll do our best to include you in our conversation, the more the merrier. For now though, let's get started. This week, we're reflecting on the preface and first seven chapters of the book. There's no way we'll have the time or stamina to cover everything, so we'll be focusing on the things that really stood out to us. So, Minoka, tell me, what struck a nerve with you in these first seven chapters? Sure. So I really enjoyed this book thus far, and I found what struck um, a nerve with me or resonated was just at the start of the preface. And it talked about this idea of looking out for beauty and meaning and truth in the midst of lives that didn't turn out like we thought they should. And for me, that resonated because whether it's the pandemic or just being in the middle of a career shift and things of that nature, I just felt like no one's really talking about thinking of our lives as they are rather than how they should be. Um, I wonder for you, Leanne, when you think about what we've read thus far, what has challenged you about the readings? Well, actually, I'm, I'm sort of challenged by the overall theme of this book, which is, you know, this whole idea that good enough is good enough. I mean, as followers of Christ, we're called to live lives that emulate Christ's life. And Christ, as we know, was perfect. So we're, we're called to perfection. And yet this book is reminding us that in this life, um, perfection um, probably isn't going to be possible. And I find that creates, as with a lot of things about our Christian faith, that creates a real sense of tension for me. Um, you know, I, I want to be like Christ because, I mean, Christ is worth being like. Um, sure. um, and yet, you know, like I, I don't get there. I don't get there pretty much on a daily basis. I would say always on a daily basis. Um, but it doesn't stop me from wanting to try because, as I said, it's, I think of, you know, of anything in this life, that's the thing worth trying for. But I feel like this book is giving me permission uh, to not get there. And I, and I take comfort in that. So I guess I'm challenged by the idea that we're striving for perfection, um, but not to the point or not in a way, perhaps, that drives us crazy and makes us um, less productive, less joyful, um, less accepting of the reality of, of this life. And like you, um, you know, I, I was, I thought the preface really set the tone for what came afterwards in the chapters. And there was one quote I really liked 
um, but was also challenged by. And, and it's, um, we have to learn to live inside of a life that may not be perfectible. And that really does challenge me um, because it, it's not quite saying, look, give up. <laughs> You're not going to get there. Sure. Um, but, you know, it is saying that all of these, um, you know, all the ways in which we're constantly being reminded that we could do better, be better, um, that, that that's a bit of a lie to begin with. And accepting our imperfection um, is, is, a, is, is the greater challenge and finding peace within our imperfection uh, is always going to be a challenge. Yeah. So having talked about what struck a nerve with us and what challenged us, tell me if there's something in particular um, that really inspired you, Minoka. Absolutely. And Leanne, I really appreciate what you named about that kind of tension in the idea of striving towards perfection, but not having to feel or live into that weight that often perfection can oh, yeah. can hold for us. I just like, I, I think that's what this book brings is just the sense of freedom of really just being good enough and and, and that being okay each day. Um, I think for me, what also inspired me outside of this idea of just having to live into being good enough each day is to also know that being consistent is something that is valued in a Christian faith because, you know, I'm the type of person, if anyone knows me, I am regular, like that first chapter named, I'm consistent. Mm -hmm. If I'm on a schedule, I'm going to be there. And I've never felt like that was affirmed in the church or the Christian faith, but rather assumed. It was sort of like, well, if you're a church member, that's who you're going to be. But really doing that and taking the time and energy to be a person who's consistent in your faith through the practices that you have, through the opportunities that you commit yourselves to. I felt like that was really inspiring that that is part of what it means to be good enough and to be a person who's trying to have that faith that we're all trying to strive towards. That was something that was really inspiring for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and just to get back to your earlier point, I loved your use of the word weight because the you know the the quest for perfection can feel burdensome can't it and and you're right this this book uh so far is releasing that burden from my shoulders and 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 I am feel feeling less weighted down by it and um and I and I also want to thank you for for mentioning um I think it's in chapter 1 that that they Kate Bowler uh, talks about the regula, which is um, a, a pattern, an ancient pattern of religious practice, and and it's a, a practice. Its its meaning is that whatever we do in our practice of our faith, it doesn't have to be hard. It just has to be regular, and um, and and I think that's what you're talking about there. That um, um, absolutely. As, as we're uh, working together to create um, a, a beloved community that honors Christ, um, you know, we don't get we don't get extra points for outstanding performance. I think I think showing up 
and doing even our small part is, um, is what God requires of us. And that's, you know, that can be hard enough. Oh, for sure. And you're right. That that could be a whole life's ambition. And we all know that this is just one thing that we're doing, just along with, you know, trying to make it through the day and do work and all those types of things, too. So um, I really appreciate what you said, Leanne. Um, I picked up on you noted about a, a beloved community and all of us who are working towards creating that beloved community here on Earth. And I wonder for you, as you were reading through this section of the book, did you see any connections to Kindred Church and, and your experience with this, that community? Well, I saw connections all over the place. And, um, you know, for one thing, um, I love that Kindred Church is a community where we celebrate books like this, books that um, sort of um, reframe our ideas around uh, what it means to take our faith seriously. Um, because, you know, those of us who love Christ, love Christ fiercely. Um, but, Books like this allow us to step away from, um, you know, this constant striving and um, to allow God to um, instruct us and, um, and, and to reveal God's grace to us in, in all the ways in which we're not 100% successful. Um, and, you know, Kindred Church is a place where we can have our doubts, we can ask our questions. Um, oftentimes in our small group on Thursday evening, you know, we'll all just say, hey, I don't know, you know, I, I don't have an answer to this question. And then we'll all start laughing because it's such a novel approach to, <laughs> to studying the Bible uh, to just say with with tremendous honesty, Absolutely. I don't I don't know what the answer to this question is, and I'm going to be scratching my head about this for the, you know for at least the next week or until I can you know get a hold of Minoka or Daniel and and ask them. Sure. Um, <laughs> but you know, one of the things I love about Kindred, I love a lot of things about Kindred, um, but one of the things that's had a real impact on my life is volunteering with the Sunday morning setup. And I mean, I've, I've always been one of those people who shows up for things at the last minute. And then as soon as it's over, I tear out of there. And, you know, on the Sundays when my name is on the schedule to be there for setup, um, I am happy to arrive an hour early because for one thing, it gives me a chance to hang out with, you know, my kindred siblings and um, to reconnect with them uh, after a week. And, um, and, and I just am so humbled to be able to do the small tasks that are required in order to turn, you know, a movie theater into a place of worship. Um, there's something so profoundly beautiful and joyful about that to me. And um, this comes up in the book, you know, like in, in that, in chapter one, when she talks about having a regular practice, well, showing up for things that you've committed to um, is certainly part of my regular practice. Um, you know, in, and in chapter uh, six, when she talked about St. Therese, the patron saint of small things, I love that. Um, oh, sure. Uh, 
And, uh, you know, she talked about someone who had just gone through a great hardship in their life, but she showed up. Um, I'm not sure if she was the church pianist or what she was, but she showed up on the, on the Sunday right after this, this tragedy had happened. And when, you know, the people in, in the congregation said, oh my goodness, why are you here today? She said, because I'm on the schedule. And um, I really sure. see I really see this in 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 the volunteers at Kindred Church, um, and and I don't just show up because I'm on the schedule, but the fact that I'm on the schedule means I am going to show up. I mean, a, a few Sundays ago, it was just a miserable day. I don't know if you remember, but it was pouring oh, yes, rain. I mean, yes. it was miserable. It's so hard to get out of bed. So hard to get out of bed. And I said to my husband, I said, you know what? I love Kindred Church. I love going to worship. But if I wasn't on the setup schedule this morning, I would roll over and go back to sleep. And I was so glad I was on the schedule because it was a wonderful, wonderful worship service. And if I hadn't been on the schedule, I might have just gone back to sleep and I would have missed out on that. So, um, you know, it's all of these small things, the small things that come together in our lives um, to um, you know, keep us moving in the direction of, of a Christ-like life. Um, and those things happen at, For sure. at, at Kindred Church in spades. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, it was funny listening to you name some of the parts that um, you connected to Kindred Church, because I would say I connected them too. And, you know, on page 37, which is chapter six, um, Kate and Jessica talk about, um, a prayer for the courage to love small. Mm. And one of the lines says, help me to remember that love isn't always in grand gestures or extravagant gifts, but in the small faithful acts. And to be honest, I read that and I was like, that's what kindred church is. Whether you're a volunteer, whether you're a person that just decided that kindred church is going to be your community for right now what you're doing is you're taking a small act to show mm. extravagant love to God, to yourself, to your families, to one another. And I just really think that encompassed to me what kindred is. And honestly, what I find the season of Lent to be that, you know, in this season, we're meant to have reflection on ourselves and our faith. And it's not in turn to do something big and extravagant in return for that reflection, but to begin, as you talked about those regulars or those practices of consistent small steps that help us to have a stronger relationship to God and to one another. And so um, I just really found what you were naming about small steps of showing up as a volunteer, but I would even blow that picture up larger and say, that's everybody who steps into the door at Kindred is taking a small act to show extravagant love, maybe just in different ways. Oh, that is so beautifully put, Minoka. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. And I love how you've also connected it to Lent, which is, um, you know, what we're, what the season we're in currently and and really why we're reading this book so thanks so much well that wraps it up for this week believe it or not and um and i really want to thank minoka who is one extremely busy woman for taking the time to have this conversation with me and to you for listening again if you want to share your thoughts we'd love to hear them 
email info at kindrednc.church with the subject line, Good Enough. For now, know that we're all blessed with the grace of God that both embraces our imperfection and loves us toward the perfection to come. We'll talk soon.